0: Welcome, everyone. I like to take just a moment to look at all of the screens and to see all of the faces and and even the names of those people whose image does not appear. Uh, Then I I call up the image that's in my mind, that's imprinted on my heart, and to see all of you. We just we just chanted, um, wearing the universal teaching, wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature. You know, our, our inquiry is one of the ways we come to embody And realize these universal teachings, or the universal teaching, which is our our universal interdependence. This display that we see on the screen, we get a feeling for our connectedness, which is our true nature. All set in the context of this vast and inconceivable uniqueness. Each little square is different. Each of our lives are different. And each of our lives displays this uniqueness, which is an expression of this oneness. All of this sameness and difference unfolding within a world that is constantly changing, that doesn't ever stop. So we wear the teachings and realize the truth. I want to do something is a marker today. Today is almost exactly one year since I um, began to regularly offer inquiry online. I had you know, uh, offered it a few times and other folks had, but it's, as the pandemic really set in, I found it something really powerful for myself to offer, uh, to be called to offer to know that each week I would need to step forward in some way. This is my own inquiry. Uh, Each week uh, it's as if I was raising my hand and had to come forward no matter what. And now after one year we can see some possibilities of a shift on the horizon for us uh, relative to the pandemic, although things are still complicated. And, and who knows how it's going to go or what's what's actually going to happen but we can already feel the move um, and curiously during this year weekly inquiry in some ways as it was in person at Upamada in Austin we see that there are more participation in this than any other practice offering and so, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, why why is this? So I, I thought it would be useful today at this one-year anniversary of the regular online <clears throat> online inquiry, a, a, a practice that actually I began at the Austin Zen Center. Gosh, I can't even remember how long ago, 15 years at least or more. <clears throat> it's important to review, and I want to suggest a, a nudge into... If I say it in a contemporary way, a kind of inquiry 2.0, something a little different as we reemerge from this pandemic. And I ask myself, why, why do I think people show up? You would all, if I ask you, you would give me reasons. Um, and some of what I've heard is that there's, uh, we get to touch on somehow the, the embodiment, remember the wearing the teachings, the embodiment of liberation and care what we just chanted. And something which uh, I didn't coin this term, but I quite uh, liked it. I think in inquiry we experience depth without dogma. An interesting way to to speak about, about this. Everyday realization of our true nature. Here's an a brief quote that I, I came upon, which I thought was beautiful. It wasn't about the pandemic at all. It was part of Joan Sutherland, great Zen teacher's comments on the Vimalakirti Sutra. But listen to the words in, in reflection to our current situation and our participation in inquiry. She said, when not consumed by delirium, You can also think about this in terms of politics, but we're kind of in a different place these days. When not consumed by delirium, when not focused on escaping the delirium of others, we begin to turn back toward the world. Hearts shuddered in fear yearn to open again to something larger than self-preservation. It seemed to touch something in me about where we are right now. When not consumed by delirium, when not focused on escaping the delirium of others, we begin to turn back toward the world. Hearts shuddered in fear, yearned to open again to something larger than self-preservation. And I think our practice of zazen, the simplicity of sitting, and our inquiry offers a path support those of us who want to turn back toward the world but not just plunge back in or try to go backwards but to turn back with diligent mindful care to welcome our own hearts back and plunge back into the heart of the world now going back even a little bit further I I began inquiry because when I would meet people in individual practice discussion, usually during retreats, but also on a regular basis, or what in the classical Zen practice um, we call dokusan, which means literally dokusan means meeting in private. I had amazing moments with many of you in which things unfolded in the intimacy of that meeting that only I would experience and the person with whom I was speaking would experience. And others didn't benefit from that. And then the Japanese word for uh, meeting in public is called shosan. So, so dokusan is private, shosan is public. And often that's a case in which the teacher would um, formally sit in front of the audience and people would come and ask questions or sort of challenge them around issues of the dharma we see this enacted in their head student ceremony some of you have seen this at the end of our head student ceremonies where uh, sangha members come and ask questions these are the kind of questions that i'm interested in questions that ask about the dharma and about your place in it and about how we move together as partners in the intimacy of liberation So inquiry was a way to bring the intimacy of practice discussion and this beautiful shared quality of public question and answer together. And it's become apparently a very powerful uh, practice for us. And it's become a gentle and relational entry point for a lot of people for practice in general. There are so many of you that may have come to inquiry that haven't come to much else. Uh, Many people are uneasy about the formal aspects of Zen practice, or at least their ideas of it. They they get frightened or think it's something harsh. And so this is a way to kind of slip in. You don't even have to turn your camera on when we're (laughs) online. Uh, And you can kind of peer in and watch. And it's this relational weaving of wisdom and compassion, hopefully. Once again, the embodiment of of care and depth. And just a little more review, I think it's important. Those of you that have been in um, longer retreats and intensives, you realize that there's also quite a, a different quality in the flow of weekly inquiry and the moments of inquiry that are embedded in an intensive meditation retreat. In an intensive, we have a larger teaching context, an ongoing zazen, hour after hour, sitting and walking and working and eating and sitting some more. And then there's a moment of coming together and turning toward each other and inquiry. And once again, there's an embodied container of care and warmth among the participants. When we're in the same room, it's quite potent, even online. Still offers something quite deep. In weekly inquiry, there's a powerful vulnerability, of course. You you see it, and an expression of mutual care, which flowers in this context too. Once there was a filmmaker from California who was doing um, a documentary on contemporaries and teachers. Um, and I was asked to interview with him, and I met with him when I was doing another consult- consultation in Los Angeles and uh, we did an interview which was filmed and then he came through Austin and came to inquiry and as soon as the bell rang at the end for the completion of inquiry and we were about to go he said out loud into the group is it always like this <laughs> because he was quite surprised at the power and intimacy and everybody said yeah pretty much um And he was struck having spoken to uh, many teachers and many sanghas uh, across at least the United States about the the power of what all of you bring and the willingness that you have. In a recent online intensive, which some of you participated in, Peg and I, we didn't have the capacity to see everyone individually And so we decided that we would take small groups of people, four at a time and see them for practice discussion, but we would do it online with everyone, holding, witnessing, supporting, and encouraging like all of you do. And just like in an intensive where you essentially don't have an option whether you see us as a teacher, we just take you in order and when the time comes, they tap you, you come And whatever is there, that's what you meet. It's not about a request, or something's on your mind. It's the immediacy and vulnerability of Zen practice and action. And in our intensive, we invited that same immediacy, but with everyone holding everyone, and it worked quite well. And we might meet those four people in order, online, and when they completed, if there was more time, then people could raise their hand. This is something that I think would be possibly useful for inquiry now in this format. Another couple of reminders you know, inquiry is not merely a support group, it's a deeply supportive and powerfully encouraging. But it should also be kindly challenging and transformative. Not harsh, but there is an edge. Or it's just a support group. It's not transformative. There's no transformational spiritual practice involved. And we know that it's more than that, even though it is quite wonderfully supportive. It's also not a therapy group. Although these experiences sometimes can be amazingly healing and growth promoting in quite profound ways, the the purpose and practices in inquiry are not working through archaic family issues or working to change maladaptive behaviors, but to see beyond the constructions of the individual self to which we cling. It's an opening to a larger context so it's not a support group although it's quite supportive it's not a therapy group although it's potentially healing of course inquiry offers a different opportunity to look very deep into the ways we create and maintain unnecessary suffering and how freedom from our ingrained habits which cause and maintain unnecessary suffering for ourselves and for others is possible by stepping beyond problem solving, beyond merely coping, and entering a larger world of mindful care. This is a bit of a different way I'm going to say a few more things, but first, I would like to um, suggest we do something. I'm going to call on someone just for a second, if you don't mind. And someone that is one of my senior students, so I don't think he'll mind. And uh, Josh, would you mind uh, clicking the little thing that raises your hand? As if you were raising your hand to speak so that pops you up to the top and then um, you'll be unmuted i think yeah there you go
1: mm-hmm.
0: wonderful <clears throat> so this is a little bit more like in practice discussion suddenly you've been tapped and suddenly here you are and now we've got two for one here too but and if you would come to sit with me, like in an intensive, because it was just time. Here we are. What's, what's What are you present to right now, right this moment?
2: I think I'm very present to uh, being very busy and being very... Um, kind of pulled with my resources at the moment with various things that are coming up in my life Mm -hmm. and uh, as you were talking i was remembering you you said very often when we stop we realize how tired we are Mm -hmm. and i was feeling very physically tired whilst also thinking okay when inquiry is over uh, I need to be thinking about this, this, and this, and mm-hmm. how can I do it uh, with with a yes? I will. I will do that.
0: Uh, so you're being assailed by life as many of us are, and yeah. feeling the impact, and remembering that in some ways one of the fundamental aspects of our practice is to learn not to masochistically burden ourselves or do something that's unwise or unwholesome but to learn to say yes to this life and then how do i move through it with care diligent mindful care
2: yes and i'm reminded of the the koan i think it's Yunyan where he says you know i'm searching for the one who is not busy yes even though i'm busy (laughs) yes
0: yes and have a lot on your mind and your plate i assume
2: yeah yeah and it's also realizing it's a blessing it's not somehow how can i surrender to something that is feels like my duty but in a wholesome way yes yeah that's the balance And, and and there's you know sometimes a little voice saying oh you know this is this is just too much
0: yes Good, thank you for your willingness to just be called on and to bring forward what's present with right now.
2: Thank you for yeah. Me. yeah, it's
0: helpful. And I see that um, even though I didn't call on her, Susanna has raised her hands. So I'm gonna ask her to go ahead and speak.
2: Thank you, it was helpful for me to just say it because it, it's kind of like, oh, this is me right now. Thank
0: and this you. is what's important. I'm gonna come back to this. This is really crucial, thank you. Mm. there you are we got you okay okay
3: well I raised my hand rather um I mean and with a quick response to what Josh said about busyness because I'm not busy and it's driving me crazy actually
0: that's the other end
3: that's the other end of it I'm on the opposite end of this and I was finding myself be a little jealous of <laughs> Josh Sig. You know, I've got a lot on my plate, and I know it's very wise for me not to have anything on my plate um, other than what you know comes up for me during the day, because I do need to have a lot of rest. Um, but I was really struck with that sense in me, because you asked, you know, what's up for you right now, and. I know I could answer that in terms of my how my life looks right now, and I could also answer it in terms of what I'm responding to and what in the conversation you just had with Josh.
0: Yes, and what and that difference is the difference between um, just ordinary everyday responses to something and how you turn towards a practice.
3: hmm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Josh, so much for saying what you said, (laughs) Um, uh, what you acknowledged there for you, for yourself, and it it really helped me name what I acknowledge in myself. And I don't often speak of because I don't wanna sound complaining. I mean, I have a restful life as I need to have right now. Um, And I was raised to be busy And as you
0: speak about diligent mindful care we're there are ways in which we can be overwhelmed and there are ways in which we can be called forward in ways that we actually can't meet and wish to. And then what is the middle way given what you're able to do, given what's possible?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, that's one thing I really appreciated about, I don't know who said it in last week's inquiry. One of the men. Um, you said, you know, come to the middle way. Mm-hmm. You're hanging out in the ditches. Mm-hmm. You know, come, mm-hmm. come to the middle way. That's, mm-hmm. well, that may not be the language I use every day. That's exactly what I ask myself every
0: day. Mm-hmm. I also know, and I'm going to push this further. Josh and Trudy are sitting with these newborn twins and another child on the way. And you're facing the potential, at least somewhere, of a life-threatening illness. Mm -hmm. The great matter Mm
2: -hmm.
0: of birth Mm -hmm. and death. Mm -hmm. And those things bring us as close as we can get to what it means not to be caught in our self-centered dream. But it brings it forward, doesn't it? It It Everything
4: everything comes
0: forward. Everything comes forward.
3: Everything comes forward.
0: And I want to return just a moment if I could. There's a um, a quotation I'm going to read to you, which was, is from uh, Peter Hirschhoff's book, Liberating Intimacy. And that book, and this particular quote, I come back to because it actually turned the way Peg and I um, shaped our teaching and And it's going to sound a little strong. And it's because Hershock is also a philosopher, but I, I know him and so understand his warm-heartedness. It'll sound a little bit dense, but here we go. It's just a couple of sentences. And he's speaking about the revolution of Chan in China, which was Zen in Japan. The revolution of this practice. He said the key To Chan enlightenment, the actual place from which it's possible to be fully realized this enlightenment and not merely talked about or thought about is direct communicative crisis. That is, enlightenment has to do with relationship, not with any one individual's attainments. And in particular, with the kind of relationship in which everything is at stake. And nothing is in principle excluded as impossible. In short, Chan enlightenment should not be seen as private and experiential in nature, but as irreducibly and intimately social. It sounds like a beautiful description of inquiry, doesn't it? But that punchy line, communicative crisis, that's when you're tapped on the shoulder, you go to the teacher. When you're called on, you bring what's here. It's not just a matter of feeling like it or not feeling like it. It's the immediacy. It's when you're up there and both of you, um, Josh and, and Suzanne both, have sat with the staff in your hand, and people coming forward, and you have to respond. And this is really the feeling of the difference in what inquiry offers, uh, as opposed to, um, once again, either a supportive, a support group or or a, a therapy group, something that is immediate. Some that calls you forward, even if you're not sure that you're ready, um, so that you can step beyond the way that you organize yourself to show up, to look just like the self that causes you and maintains your suffering, <laughs> that you're clinging to, but hope to be free. It's a do you, this makes sense? It's a confusing thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's not a challenge that's harsh. It's an invitation that's generous. Mm-hmm. And, and something can come uh, forward in a different way. For example, we're gonna do something uh, once again. Uh, Laura, Thomas, raise your hand. Laura, what's here now? And you you know what you can do? You can always say, I pass.
5: Oh, sure.
0: But you have to meet first.
5: That's
0: right. It has to be part of our relationship.
5: I really am afraid to hear my name, but before that, afraid to have heard that truth about how, when you're called to show up and what, before you think you're ready because you can't gather your old habits. You can't gather the persona of who you are. But you What are you afraid
0: of right now? We're here with us, with me.
5: I think, well, I guess there's a, a fear and a vulnerability around who is that person without her facades, without her togetherness.
0: And that's the fundamental nature of our practice, isn't it? Yeah. To know that person. What's happening now?
5: She really wants my love and my trust. I feel that.
0: And so do we. And as you look, do you see our love and our trust in you? Yeah. That these are the people with whom you hold hands to step beyond the persona. And have the courage to look deeper. To go further, which Zen practice offers us, not just a retreat into a better self. And I notice you're touching your own heart.
5: Yeah, it's funny because it feels lighter at whatever this this um, summoning is to let down the weight of those barriers.
0: That's a that's a beautiful. Way you just said that summoning Mm
6: -hmm.
0: allows you to put down the weight of those barriers. The thing that's frightening is the entryway actually to the freedom. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called communicative crisis. Although actually it's it's the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else right now that you wanna say or ask?
5: I feel grateful to be met and to be seen and to heard you. and chosen.
0: Thank you for your willingness. Obviously, I'm doing something different today to invite and invoke these things with people that I feel like I can trust and would trust me to step forward in this way.
5: I do. So thank, you. And thank you for mm-hmm. trusting me too, so that I can trust myself. That's
0: part of what happens. That's part of what's possible in this practice. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Johnson, if you hit raise your hand. So, what's here, Chris?
7: You old dog, you. I know. <laughs> um, uh, gratitude. Deep, moving gratitude that is um, partly mine, but it seems like a collective gratitude of these faces, seeing these faces, and especially with your turning it up a notch, mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. A, uh, a sort of a raising of the frequency, and um, probably other people too, but I know in my body there's a little more of an uprightness and an aliveness.
0: That's the intention. That is the intention.
7: You're you're kind of, um, you know, taking us by the scruff of our necks and thrusting us into it. And so there's there we've got to be able to meet that, meet that too. And of course, you know, um, um, the fears of being exposed or the just even nervousness of, mm-hmm. oh shit, you know what's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, but being able to sense the aliveness underneath all of that—that that all of that can settle into—yes, is um, is is what I'm grateful for. And there's a and joy. Oh my I'm, gosh, there's a joy in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, there is joy. And what I've noticed lately is there's a. It's like the temperature rising in you around practice. Is that right?
7: That's that's right. You
0: yeah. know, something about that. That's part of why I called on you, and also because I knew that you were would probably be up for it. But mm-hmm. there's some way that we get anxious about being what you call <laughs> picked up by the scruff of our neck. But there's also the the contact and the lovely feeling of being caught and held. So, thank you. And I'm gonna call on one more person just to continue this for a moment. Uh, Christiana. Hi. Hi, what's here?
4: Well, I'm excited. Um, And I, I, when the um, last Chris spoke about the scruff of the neck, I had an image of of a mama tiger or my mama bear, you know, the way they hold their young by the scruff of the neck and just carry them, (laughs) you know, here you go across the street or you go on this tree. Um and I, I had this feeling of of um of excitement and thinking, you know, I don't have not that I think I'm gonna to die tomorrow, but this this sense of intensity, you know, that I don't have much time to fool around. Yes. I mean I never did, but but now I really don't
0: but you know? we realize it in practice. Yes. The age.
4: Yes. Yes. So I I don't know exactly where you're heading, but as soon as you started today, I started getting very excited and um, curious. And it just, it felt, it felt right. It felt, okay, I'm here. Let's go. (laughs)
0: Let's go. And I know that you've also practiced in situations where there was um, a, a, a fierce kind of call, too, at times.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I assumed you'd be willing. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, But you can feel the aliveness, it sounds like, um, that's that comes when we we're asked to meet without all the preparation.
7: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's also beautiful to, although you've come forward some, uh, to hear voices that we might not hear uh, often. Thank you for coming forward. Is there something else you would like to say or anything else you'd like to ask at this point?
4: No, thank you.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes a moment. So now notice inside all of you as we're waiting, do you feel more fear that you'd be called on or hope that you'd be called on? And does it go back and forth? Which way does it go? But you are more awake, aren't you? How about, how about Brahman? I have somebody from Molokai.
8: Yes. Can you hear what's me okay? Today? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What, what's, what are you present to in this moment?
8: Hmm. I'm present to my mind. Um, When I heard Inquiry 2.0, it reminded me of Hui 2.0. Exactly. (laughs) When when we're in this together. Here we are. And so I've seen, uh, okay, the the image that I got was, um, I'm in a maze and my eyes are closed or open, but it's dark. And I'm used to finding my way through the maze fairly easily because there's a lot of light. And right now I'm in the maze and I'm asking others, do you see the way through? Because I'm feeling, I go by feel. And right now I'm not feeling the corner. You know, when you're in a maze, Mm -hmm. the, the the place that opens to the next step, I'm not feeling that. But I know that I'll know. So that's feels like I'm in a, a maze. I'm not frightened. Um, and I'll open my eyes now because I, um, I'm ex- I go between excited and a little bit of concern. In this moment, I'm just fine sitting with you.
0: It's lovely to sit with um, you. Yes. And Brahman is just one mile down the road from me, right now.
8: (laughs) Just looking. Yeah, just looking. Just looking. And I I feel a little teary-eyed when I say, just looking. Just looking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looking, waiting, watching.
0: And my appreciation uh, at this moment is your willingness to continue to step forward in that dark, working your way along the wall, trying to find the corner, and feeling our presence with each other somewhere in there in the dark. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And is,
8: the, the go
0: ahead. Which is the accompaniment of practice yeah yeah
8: and uh okay what do you see that question what do you see Mm -hmm. and um and the excitement of facing you or another human being and the willingness to say what do you see what do you see in me what do you see in you right now i'm excited Mm -hmm. about I'm excited about what that is the vulnerability that comes from saying, Did you see harshness? Oh, let me look at that. Did you see, you know, what did you see? Mm-hmm. And being around people who I can say, I see this right now. What do you see? Mm-hmm. There's such honest, there's a compelling honesty in that that I'm very excited about.
0: Yes. And that's the field of awakening and yeah. seeing and being seen and opening to what arises in that space. Yeah. Thank you for your willingness. Thank you. mm-hmm. <clears throat> Steve, hopes you're willing to come forward. How's it going in your practice right now?
6: It's going well. Yeah.
0: Anything you wish to say in response to all this, or any question you have, anything?
6: Mm.
0: Not required. Just an invitation.
6: You're right. I appreciate the invitation. Um, yeah, my heart's really beating here. <laughs>
0: You're really alive. Well, yeah. <laughs> whether I was ready or not. That's um, right. And that's how life is. And that's what our practice helps us meet.
6: Yeah. I think in listening to um, some of the others that came before, I think if you'd called me first and said, what what are you present to? I have just said, I have no idea. <laughs> and then listening to the others, I think what a couple um spoke to me or touched me was um i think it was chris and um laura maybe that mm-hmm. you spoke about fear and it's like yeah I'm, yeah yeah i'm feeling afraid right now mm-hmm.
0: so the fear is the shape that aliveness is taking as it moves through your body in the, this moment
6: So I'm kind of dealing with the great matters of, of birth and death right now.
0: That's close for you these days, isn't it, Ben?
6: And I guess just coming forward and talking about it. It's like, no, I don't want to expose any of that. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much keeping it hidden from you or from the sangha it's for i just saying keep it hidden from myself
0: yes and that's the real edge right there and to admit it and to say i fully avow that i sometimes want to keep this hidden from myself and then you see all of those faces looking at you and all of those hearts that are opening in response to your vulnerability and you become a gift and they become the gift to you to at least have you at least meet that edge. You don't have to push. Just to meet it. And it's very dear. Thank you for stepping to that edge, Steve, with us.
6: Yeah. Where do
0: I go from here? I don't know. Just let us care for either. you. Yeah. Continue to take one breath at a time. Let us care for you. Let yourself yeah, take do that. In and take in the care that's coming to you through these little portals as best you can. Thank you, thank you for your vulnerability and thanks for for coming forward and meeting me and us. Okay.
6: Okay. And I see that probably
0: maybe Trudy has raised her hand, or Josh, did it, it, it come back up? Oh, and you, my dear?
1: What was moving in me was longing. Said, oh, please call me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I must have heard you.
1: <laughs> of course. And um, as you know, I'm I'm swimming in failure at the moment.
0: You could feel the warm body next to you.
1: Yeah. I'm being really caught with kind of um, feeling the failure is a manufacturer of my mind. You know, it's like... um,
0: You know that.
1: I know it.
0: (laughs) It doesn't go away, but you know it.
1: I know it. and I'm really bad at failing at things. <laughs> I, I, I'm very good at being very good at things.
0: <laughs> at, the, at the end of your poem about the bucket and the moon, you, you thanked me for helping you fail.
1: I know. I
0: know. And this, so I've continued and now it's a problem. Yeah. You are one of the most dear and beautiful failures I've ever known. Thank you. Um, Whatever you manufacture as a failure just looks like integrity to me. Honesty. Immediacy. Love. And you call it something, failure. (laughs) Yeah. And it feels like that. I know. I don't take that away. I can't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I'll meet you. That's... I'll meet you in it. Yeah. And then that's what—that's the the grace for awakening. Now here,
1: because yeah. it's like I know both at exactly the same moment.
0: It, precisely. Yeah. That's the the when we chant, you know the merging of difference and unity is like the merging of craziness and sanity the the merging <laughs> of yeah. it, at the same time you've become a large enough space that you can hold them at the same time and what you hold is the same old human stuff
6: yeah. so <clears throat> yeah. oh, I, I
1: um it's just good to to see you and to say, um, yeah, swimming in failure. Um, sometimes it's quite balmy, <laughs> and, and sometimes I'm just fucking drowning.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I know you're there,
0: and I know you're there, and that's what matters. Them, and every single person who's spoken. No, that's, that would be a good um, completion. Oh, and I know you're there. I know you're there. Yeah.
1: And I'm here too.
0: That's, yes. It's one thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your, um, all of you, for your willingness to participate in a little bit of a shift. It's not that I will never open it up for you to raise your hands again on your own. But I wanted to review where we were after this year. And I wanted to, as Chris said, you know, turn the heat up a little bit. I wanted to, be, because I care immensely. I love doing this. I love being with you. And I don't want it to slide into a habit pattern or something less that it could be and, and is. And I see some heads shaking. Um, this is too important as Steve said, and um, and about, you know, the, the not wasting time as we make our way along the things, as once said, sometimes in the dark. So, so, if you would join me in um, reciting the Four Practice Principles, which reminds us, of course, what we're up to here. I'm caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Thank you very much. And also noticed that as we went forward uh, in this way, more people t- turned their cameras on. It's like, oh, I guess I better step forward. <laughs> it's lovely to see that. And once again, we deeply, deeply appreciate your expression of dana paramita, of your generosity and offering whatever contribution you can for this uh, special and precious time we have for each other. There is, uh, if you go to the Appamada website, there's a link under contribute, uh, which you can make to Appamada, to me as a teacher, to Peg, to various places, and and please visit that as, if you will. It's another way of stepping forward, and engaging the practice very very fully. Thank you so much.
1: And as Flint was saying, he stole my line. Appamada's programmes and facilities are supported through your generosity. Your support makes a huge difference. There is a link for contributions on the website at appamada.org forward slash contribute. Thank you so much, everybody. And we now move on to the second part of our offering of our morning, afternoon, evening, depending on where you are in the world where we meet on the virtual porch which is right here, so you just stay in this room, and if you need to take a couple of minutes break, please do and then meet us back here for another 30 minutes where we'll continue to meet and share, thank you so much everybody, thank you.